I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, Yo. Uh, we were at a commission last week. We were. We were very sick. And we thankfully were. it was not COVID. But I had oh, like four God. or five days of just sore throat. And I was like, I can't even talk. Like I lost my voice. And then the congestion started. And I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was congested. I had runny nose. Um Luckily, it didn't feel too bad, but just that was affecting me. I was like fatigued. Speaking. Oh yeah, the fatigue. Like super was fatigued. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but we are back. We're back. <laughs> and uh, we already put to bed 2022. That's right. On our last episode. Oh yeah. So we're gonna look forward to 2023. But before we look forward, uh, <laughs> there is one little bit of housekeeping we need to do about 2022. We'll get to that in just a second. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you do like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. And if you had followed us, you would know that we were sick last week. <laughs> so yes. you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Always Critic Pod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved, show your support, and get extra content. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash always critic pod. And we want to always give a shout out to our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Bale, Cindy, CD, and Grace. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Very much appreciated. And you can always join them on Patreon.com. Today, we are going to be <laughs> doing two things. Uh, number one, we are going to be doing our movie New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make some resolutions today about what we want to do in terms of the movie year for 2023. Then uh, we're going to get into our most anticipated movies of 2023 before we get into the most anticipated let's talk about 2022 real quick <laughs> about those lists that we made a year ago um I, obviously we both made mistakes well i yeah yeah to put um, it lightly uh we made some mistakes there were some definite misses on my list oh yeah uh like i have here jurassic world dominion i have <laughs> morbius and I have Knives Out 2. Mm. Um, yeah, the rest are passable or great. So you have like, the, I had the Batman, Avatar 2, Marry Me, which I will advocate for. <laughs> and I have Nope from Jordan Peele and The Northman. The Northman was my number one anticipated movie of 2022. Yeah, you had that on your list. You're right about that. Um, for me, I had a couple movies that just, Never came out. Uh, yeah, Killers so of the I. Flower Moon, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Killer, um, <laughs> The Flash. None of those movies came out this year. Yeah. I also had Don't Worry Darling. Oh. Oof, oh. <laughs> I did have The Northman, so that was that was nice. Um, the Marvel movies, I think, for the most part, were a letdown, except yeah. for Wakanda Forever. But uh, The Batman was on my list. But so was Amsterdam. Ah, ooh, um, shame. Uh, and uh, like, however you feel about this movie, I had Babylon on my list. That uh, even ooh. at number one, that's a straight it made miss my, for me. It it made my top ten of the year, but it still like was disappointing. 
disappointing compared to his previous efforts. Oh, that's, yeah, because so Chazelle, Damien Chazelle's previous movies are bangers. Bangers, exactly. Yeah. They're bangers. So uh, I think it was fair to at least look back to see, Yeah. you know, how how good are we at looking forward and being like, you know what? That's going to be a good I movie. I think mine is pretty 50-50. Yeah. Like uh, if the, I take out the movies that never came out last right. year. Yeah. I think it's 50-50. Yeah, I think, well, I think I did more bad than good on mine if you take out the movies that didn't actually come out. Because here, the movies that did come out, Babylon, The Northman, Elvis, Don't Worry Darling, The Batman, Amsterdam, and then the Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, I, exactly I think I did great. better than you because I have five that are passable to to great. And then the re- two of them didn't come out. So that's seven movies right there. So three of my movies were like straight like terrible <laughs> exactly yeah. um morbius like that right um, there morbius nines out two yeah that well three the three because jurassic world dominion oof yeah that's a bad one so we'll see if how we do with our anticipated this time around obviously 2023 i think i think will be a better year than 2022 but we can only hope we can, we only, can only hope <laughs> exactly before we get into what our most anticipated movies are let's oh, this is something new that i wanted to try out this year cool cool. and it is uh it's a new year yeah and when a new year strikes most people do resolutions so i figured what if we do movie new year's resolutions so things that we want to do in the movie verse uh as a resolution so I don't know if you already have one ready to go. I have like two or three that um, come to mind. So one is just to watch more blind spot movies that mm. not necessarily movies that come out in this year, like 2023 releases. I'm talking about like, like I feel like 60s and 70s is a huge blind spot for me. And I would prefer to just like go back and kind of dig a little deeper on that, on oh, that content. Yeah. So I'm always... I think I watch way more movies than you, period. Like, right. outside of the 2023 or current release slate, I'm always, like, watching something if it's not a K-drama. So I just want to be better about it. Last year, I feel like I watched more television than I did movies. So mm. I want to get back to, like, kind of finding a happy medium Yes, between the two. I also have on my New Year's resolutions to watch more foreign movies, especially like I run the Debak account and a lot of our patrons come from Debak Ramble's side. So I would love to watch more Korean movies, love to watch more Japanese movies and just be more immersed and not just like Asian cinema, but I feel like um, what's a blind spot? Like Hong Kong cinema mm, is like Hong a Kong big cinema. blind spot for me. And I feel like that's like essential if I yeah. want to run like an Asian like section of the of our, uh, you know, podcast network, so to speak. So I definitely want to get into that. I, you know, I've realized alarmingly that I have watched almost like no Jet Li movies, almost oh. no um, Jackie Chan movies. Bruce Bruce Lee movies and I'm like these are amazing movies and I know that I will gravitate toward some or all of them so I'd love to see what it's about check it out so 
That's a couple of my resolutions. I have one more, but like, let me know what yours are. So my my first resolution, and I know it's kind of just a generic one, but it is to watch more movies than I did in 2022. um, Because when I go off of the stats of uh, 2022, according to Letterboxd, I wasn't i didn't even sniff a hundred like i wasn't even close damn it was it was not a great year but i have proposed myself a goal what's your goal of 150 movies oh i don't know can it be done i think so it can be done if you think about it let's say i watch 10 movies a month that's 120 right there yeah all i gotta do is sprinkle in a few more yeah. Every month. You get to 150. And I get to 150. Yeah. So that is my first goal is getting to Is that new movies? movies or not new movies? Just like movies, movies I that haven't you've seen. never seen before. Oh. I haven't seen. Okay. Yes. Uh, because with reruns or, you know, rewatches, I don't feel like that should count. I yeah, feel like I, it should I tend be to stop. Like last year, I tried to do every movie that I ever watched, including rewatches. And I was like, this is too much. So I just stopped recording rewatches yeah re- yeah rewatches i still record them but what's great about letterbox is that it will tally for you like hey this w- how many rewatches you actually yeah. did so it at least you know tallies it but then my other big aspirational goal or i have two of them oh sure um there is the AFI 100 list of the greatest movies of all time. This was a list that was released in 2007, so it's a little dated. But there are a lot of classics on that list. And so out of the 100 movies, I have watched 20, 29 so okay. far. So my goal is to finish out that list by the end of the year. Gosh, I wish I knew my stats so I could tell you how many I've watched off the AFI list. I can send you that list. And send me so the if list. You have, if you have Letterboxd open, you'll be able to know whether or not, okay, uh, you know where you sit. And then my other goal as yeah. well is to watch every winner of oh. Best Picture. Oh my gosh, that one will be that's a even, toughie. That one's tougher in terms of. Finding all the movies, luckily with so many streaming services and everything like that, right. you know, there What are the Oscars, be, like uh, almost 100 years old, right? They will be 95, this upcoming yeah. Oscars. So <laughs> so. There have been 94 Best Picture winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that but is my goal. some you've watched, so that's positive. Right. So out of the Best Picture winners, I've watched 26 out of the 94. I'm oh. at 27%. Mm-hmm. So- not a bad number to be at. So if I really want to work towards it, I you know a lot of the AFI and you know the <laughs> yeah they kind of overlap. they kind of you know yeah exactly they kind of you know go back and forth. Um, like I'm I'll s- tell you, I've never watched the King's Speech, and that's that's <sighs> the Best Picture winner. <laughs> Yo, it, oh my God, bro! A contentious big uh, Best Picture winner. Yo, I just I. I <laughs> You don't know how much I I can't stand that that one in that year. Such a loaded year. I know. <laughs> Such a loaded year. It it's insane to me that that movie won. But okay, so I am sending you a list right now. Perfect. 
So I have watched 29 of the AFI's 100 greatest movies. Uh, so uh, in a second, you'll be able to tell me how many you've watched uh, from that mm-hmm. AFI list. And I mean, these are like Stone Cold classic movies. Like, you know, you've heard of all these movies. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if your number's higher. How do I know? Like, it's. It are you on the app right now? Yeah, I'm on the app. So if you're on the app and you open up the uh, list, it should be near the top. If you're logged into your app, do you have to, do I have to be pro? No, you. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you don't. I could be wrong though. I don't think you have to be a pro to to like know the percentage. Like if you were to go Oh, at the bottom. At the bottom, scroll the all the bottom. way down. There's like a little I with the percentage. Oh, sorry, I have forty six percent. See? Look at that. You you have more than me. So And I just realized that I have seen all about Eve. I don't know why that's not logged. Huh. Yeah, all of so the I, I love that movie. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I love that movie too. Yeah, that's a great movie. So uh that's my those are my two big goals. Obviously, watch 150 movies. Uh number two, watch all the movies on the AFI list. And number three, watch all the best picture winners. So nice. those are those are my goals for twenty twenty three. You said I might you try to join more? you. Yeah. I might try to join you on a couple of these challenges, like the AFI and the the best pictures one. Yeah, those are. I feel fun like I challenges. can like swing that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm so, already halfway done, like forty six percent. Yeah, for what's this another fifty four movies from AFI? You Yikes. know, <laughs> what's another fifty four? You could spread that out. Yeah. All right. So, you said you had one more resolution. Um. Uh, no, it's no. okay. It's just okay. kind of like goes hand in hand with the others. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So those are our resolutions movie-wise for 2023. Get a little more well-versed in some older movies. Mm-hmm. Kind of is uh, These are what personal goal goals. Are. Personal goals. We'll see how we do when we check up on this next year. So <laughs> okay. uh, now let's go ahead and let's talk about 2023. Mm. Um. 2022, we both agree, not exactly the best movie year. There's a couple bright spots, obviously. But just looking at this list that we've put together, I know a lot of it is very, uh, I would say, popcorn fair, uh, IP-based. But that's because that's the movies that really get announced you know, early on in early the year. Early in advance, yeah. So we won't know like our more dramatic pieces. Maybe one or two sneak in here, but you, we won't know what really settles until later on in the year. Mm-hmm. So I would say have that as a caveat when you're you're listening to us uh, mm-hmm. talk about these most anticipated movies. So. <laughs> Do you want to start? I would say let's just go ahead and let's, let's get go, started. Let's go, like number 10. Yeah, let's, number 10, we're going from 10 to 1. What are most anticipated are, go ahead, what's your All number All right, here 10? we go. My number 10 movie for most anticipated is Cocaine Bear. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I, the <laughs> That pure, is coming right uh, around the corner. I know, it's, it's upon us. The pure, unadulterated joy that that trailer brought me. 
I like there's nothing like it. And I watch a shit ton of trailers. Like we both do. Yeah, we we're do. constantly in the theaters. We're constantly sending trailers back and forth in the group text. And there's nothing like okay. It's just so stupid. It's really and stupid. I cannot wait to experience it. Ray Liotta's last performance. Ray Liotta's last performance. A cocaine bear on top on cocaine. High on cocaine. I'm like, I don't know how many production houses got in on this to make it happen. I I I can't I can't even consider What's the record? Seven for pig? No? Uh no, it was Judy. Judy had Judy? Didn't Judy have double? Judy had a lot? Oh no. We saw Judy together. I thought and, it was Pig at seven. Oh, seven production I mean, houses. I, it's one of those two. Like okay. Judy or Pig, they had too many production houses. Yeah. The Way movie just many. would not start. It was like yeah, another, one. Start, another, another one. And another one. And another one. Another studio. <laughs> exactly. So uh, not on my list, but still a movie that I will see that I'm excited you for. You know that I kind of swing for the fences with some of my lists yeah, and I try and get cute with it. So a couple of these movies are definitely those cutesy, like Morbius <laughs> and Marry Me, like from right. 2022. So Exactly. Okay. So then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to follow that right up. What's your 10? My number 10 is Creed 3. Creed 3 is your 10. Yeah, that is my number 10. All right. Uh, so with Creed 3, I think the most thing, the big thing that I'm excited for is Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah. Joining the cast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick question, sidebar. Have you seen the photo of the new movie that he's in, Magazine Dreams? Um, no it's a movie that came out at sundance but like there was a promotional still released no and if you're not like paying attention like if you're just scrolling you would think he's like posing naked you're joking but it's him wait dream- hang on hang go, tight go. keep talking yeah you keep talking <laughs> i'll keep talking uh but what Jonathan is, it, magazine dreams? is in ridiculous shape it's called magazine dreams it's a movie that okay. just got released at sundance uh so Jonathan Majors is joining uh, Michael B. Jordan, who, by the way, Michael B. Jordan is making his directorial oh, I debut. <gasps> I see. You see the photo. <laughs> yes. You see the photo. Apparently, he was working out three times a day uh, for not Eating only 6,100 calories a yes. day. Yes. Not only for this, but also for Creed 3 and for Ant-Man. Uh, it's, it's insane. This man yeah, was He's a beast. The beast. Uh, no Sylvester Stallone, at least no. Uh, he's not in the cast, so we don't he's know. He's not in the cast. He's not on the writing credits, which is pretty major, major because that's it his is. baby. He created yeah. it, writer director for a lot of Rocky movies, and I my understanding of that is that they wanted to take Michael B. Jordan wanted to take his character in a different direction and kind of go more dark with it with his journey and Stallone was like not backing that vision. He was like, I never want my characters to like go through that level of like darkness or whatever. And so he basically parted ways with the project largely. I'm surprised that he parted ways with such an integral character to his own life. Like Mm. that is his baby, you know? 
Yeah. But I can understand that it's now Creed. It's about Adonis Creed. You know, it's not so much about Rocky anymore. So that so those little things are intriguing me. Michael B. Jordan, first time director. I love Michael B. Jordan. Jonathan Majors joining the cast. Yeah. Um, you know, the story looks like it's going to be about, you know, a kid from his past who they were friends, almost brothers like when you know, when they grew yeah. up and now there's a resentment. Yes. A resentment. Yes. So so that's what I'm excited for. Creed three at number ten. Fair. So my number nine is sixty five, which was also mm. on my twenty twenty two anticipated list. Yes, it was. And I didn't want to take it off because I love Adam Driver. <laughs> like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I love Adam Driver. I love sci-fi, and I'm willing to go down this rabbit hole with him. I feel a little iffy about the movie, to be quite honest, because I, we have a trailer now, and there's dinosaurs in it. And I'm like, look, I did not expect for it to be dinosaur like 65 million years ago is basically what the movie is set during. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. So I'm iffy about it. It could be good. Like, who knows? So. Yeah, it could be good. We don't know. Or it could not. I mean, or it, we'll see. Or it might, you know, suck. You just never know. <laughs> you never know. Okay. So my number nine. Pause, uh, this, pause, pause, pause. Has Adam Driver had a true flop? I don't think he has. Uh, how do you feel about House of Gucci? Oh, shit. Well. Was it a flop? That's a th- that, Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean. That might be a flop. Hard to say. Hard to hard say. Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, I don't think he's the reason that movie's bad. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so if you're talking of that, note. you know, rubric of like, you know, who's the reason why this movie's bad? He has never been at fault. True. So so that I will say, and I will agree with you there. All right. So that was number your... Number nine for you. That was your number nine. Uh, my number nine, uh, this... There were movies last year that I had on my list. I was going to put them on again. One of them was going to be The Killer, but I left it off. So I know that it's coming out. Netflix finally announced it, but I left it off. But one that I did keep on was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, This is the new Martin Scorsese movie with Leo, De Niro, Jesse Plemons, Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm. The, you know, the the renaissance continues. (laughs) So uh, members of an oil-wealthy Osage nation are murdered during mysterious circumstances in the 1920s. Um, Reason why it's not higher is because I think... The last movie by Scorsese that I truly enjoyed, like truly, truly enjoyed, was The Departed. Oh my god, and that was right because ago. I'm not like a huge fan of Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not that big on the the Irishman. Right. I think that the movie kind of just like just slogs along. And uh, there's a couple of movies in there that I I just haven't seen, which I I feel like I should have seen, like Silence. Um, still haven't seen that one, but yeah. so that's why I still hold out hope for 
you know, Martin Scorsese, he's one of the greatest directors ever. And so I will be watching the movie. I'm excited to see what he brings. This is a, a supposedly a very famous book, Killers of the Flower Moon, um, that was optioned off by a lot of people. A lot of people were like trying to get it made into a movie and Marty got his hands on it. Okay. So, you know, some pedigree there. That, I'll that's say I'll I'm say at. my piece about Killers of the Flower Moon. So I no. am not a Scorsese person. I right. appreciate definitely the best of Scorsese and like what he's done. Mm -hmm. But I kind of get, I shy away from Scorsese. I get scared of Jesse Plemons in movies. (laughs) Honestly, if Jesse Plemons is in a movie, I'm like, oh shit. Like it's going to be crazy. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And the last time that I felt truly disappointed in a Jesse Plemons movie was, oh my God, it was like, oh, power of the dog. Because I loathed, power of the dog yeah i wasn't a big fan of it either. oh I'm my glad god that it didn't win best picture so glad it, it didn't win a, best picture it was a favorite and i'm so glad it did oh god it upset me so much so anyway and jesse Plemons is in that so i'm like oh god another period piece like 1920s and i'm like mm-hmm. mm, right it's not it's you know making the hairs on the back of my neck stand up it's not my cup of tea fair enough yeah no problem at all with that all right so what is your number eight my number eight movie is Creed 3. Creed 3. Yeah, Creed 3 is number eight. Is. Mostly because I think I have a huge tr- crush on Jonathan Majors. Mm. I'm very interested to see the directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan. Yes. I fucking love Creed. I love the first <laughs> two movies. <laughs> and I'm a huge Rocky aficionado. Like, I love the Rocky movies. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. I'm not a sequels person. So like, this is like one of the biggest caveats to my sequels (laughs) argument is like, I love all the, not all the Rocky movies. So I think Rocky five is a little, mm. but one through four Rocky Creed one and two. Amazing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I can't say anything bad because it's on my list at all. So uh, I'm excited you're excited. We're both excited. Uh, so I don't know if there's any more to say. No, nothing more to Creed say about Creed. Creed. What's your number eight movie? My number eight movie, uh, Wes Anderson is coming back. He's going to have two movies this year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm choosing only one of them. And that okay. is Asteroid City. Uh, so the premise of the movie, the itinerary of a junior stargazer convention is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. Very vague. Yeah. Uh, but Very Wes anderson But listen to the... Stu- okay. It's going to take cast. a while to go through the cast. But listen to this damn cast. Margot Robbie, <laughs> Tom Hanks, Edward Norton, Brian Cranston, Scarlett Johansson, Steve Carell, Maya Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Tony Revolori, Adrian Brody, <laughs> Matt Dillon, Sophia Linus, Matt Jeff Dillon. Goldblum, Tilda Swinton. Yes. Of course, yes, Tilda Matt Swinton. Dillon. Uh, yeah, so it's a stacked cast as usual. This man uh, always gets like an incredible. He attracts the top talent yeah. in Hollywood. All the, always, always, always. So, you know, his. You know, I know that his aesthetic can kind of be uh, made fun of because it's so like there's like the perfect SNL skit of making fun. Like if Wes uh, Wes Anderson made a horror movie. <laughs> and and of course it's direct it's uh 
it's narrated by Alec Baldwin. Oh, stop. And, and just like, it's so funny. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. You've probably seen the sketch. It's it's hilarious, though. But every single quirk from Wes Anderson is made fun of in that sketch. And so he's almost, in a way, almost become a parody of himself. He has. So He has. So, you know, there's a little bit there. But I'm still very excited. When you get that much talent in front of the camera... Like, I want to see what you're what doing with that count. The last, I think the French Dispatch was the last yes. Wes Anderson movie that we saw, and we saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. I mean, fine. nothing to write home about. Wasn't like exciting. Didn't leave jazz from the theater. I was like, okay, now I can never watch this movie again. Like, it's fine. And that's mostly how I feel about Wes Anderson movies. Like, I'm like, mm. was I mad that I watched it? No. Was I happy that I watched it? Also, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> not really speaking very no, highly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just middling for me. I love the aesthetic. I love the Wes Anderson aesthetic. But other than that, I'm like, this is just a who's who bonanza. Yeah, it so. is. It is. So that was my number, number eight. eight. Okay. So what is your number seven? My number seven is. John Wick 4. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> wow. So I already have two sequels on yeah. my list. The From the woman who hates sequels. I hate sequels. And you got Here to. Here we them. are. Here we yeah. are. No, it's the Keanu uh, of it all. I love John Wick. I love that character. It makes absolutely no fucking sense how he's still alive, how he's still killing people, how he's indestructible. But like, I don't care. This is my like fast and furious for franchise like i don't give a fuck like what the plot is really yeah truly i just like the action and i love the non-stop just barrage of interesting unique deaths (laughs) like violence (laughs) so uh that's john wick four for my john wick four i mean i'm excited for it it's not on my list but i am excited for it yeah. So I, I'm ready to see what goes down, you know. And I, I, I remember seeing the trailer and Lawrence Fishburne shows him the suit. A man dresses well for his wedding or for his funeral. And I mean, so- Lawrence Fishburne is like fantastic in this one-off role. Like he he's barely in the movie, but oh God, yeah. Yeah, so. Love it. Now it is my turn to name my number, number seven. seven. And I am going with, there's conflicting titles on this movie. Okay. Uh, but it is Maestro, or it might be known as Bernstein. Uh, so this is the latest movie from director Bradley Cooper. As um, you remember, his last movie was A Star is Born. Yes. Uh, I love so, A Star is Born. Uh, this movie, The Complex Love of Leonard and Felicia from the time they met in 1946 at a party and continuing through two engagements, a 25-year marriage, and three children. I so, Oh, that does not sound like I would like it. So it does go through life. Have you seen Bradley Cooper in the old man prosthetic as Leonard no, Bernstein? No. Oh, you haven't. Oh, God. Oh, my God, you haven't. Oh, I got to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I am excited to see what Bradley Cooper does now with his next directing role here. I think that there was so much excitement with A Star is Born. Yeah. 
um, and showing that he could not only direct but also direct while acting in the movie. Uh-huh. Which uh-huh. I think is such a tough task. Difficult. I always I always get surprised when people do that. To to me that is like the most fascinating thing. Um So I got to be honest, I'm afraid of this movie because of the producers. You have Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. as a producer on Maestro. You have Steven Spielberg as a producer. Yeah. And then you have Todd Phillips of Joker. Basically, yeah. that's his most and recent the hangover. thing. And the hangover. So I'm worried. I'm like, that sounds like a terrible trio of producers. Like, they're wildly different. Oh, they are wildly different for sure. So I have no frame of reference for what the movie is going to be like. So, uh, yeah. So it is uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Carrie Mulligan, uh, Maya Hawk, Jeremy Strong, Matt Bomer. Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Silverman is in there. Yep. I mean, so I I still want to believe because of the fact that Bradley Cooper had such a strong outing with his first. I don't. I hope it's not like a Olivia Wilde situation oh. where the second one is a flop. I don't want that to be the case. Mm. So that's why I'm holding out hope. But that's why it's not that high on my list. It's number seven. Uh, but it's still you know like. Yes, I'm excited, but I'm still not as fully committed yet. Also, so. the the title Maestro ma- makes me think of the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> the Maestro. <laughs> the Maestro. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right, what is your number six? My number six. I'm looking around to see if anybody's like watching. Okay, okay. it's the Marvels, an MCU Whoa. movie. Whoa, bro, Yo. bro, and this is. 110% because wow. my boy Pak So Jun is in the movie. Yeah. I'm I cannot wait to see Pak So Jun in the MCU. It's like my fingers are tingling. I can't wait. That's the only reason why the Marvels is on my list. <laughs> so, one thing I will say about the Marvels is that I'm really excited about. Uh, Miss Marvel joining the the movie verse. Iman Vellani. Yes, Iman Vellani. I think was such a perfect casting for that character, and I'm really excited to see her interact with Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, uh, because that is Carol. the nature. <laughs> that is the <laughs> nature of the relationship. Is that she is a hardcore Captain Marvel fan, and that's a comics thing. Like mm-hmm. that's how she bases her character. And I want to see how that interaction goes between the two of them. Um, so, yeah, that's... But I'm surprised you have it on your list. That's, it's Park So Jun. Yeah, that's, like, that's PS, the reason I'm why. a PSJ stan. Yes, you are. I have loved him for years. Yeah. And so I... Like, I mean, I'm, I'm at there, first... I'm their rain or shine. I <laughs> was thinking about gatekeeping like Park So Jun. I can't. Like, I love him too much. Don't don't gatekeep him. I can't gatekeep PSJ. No, no, you got come on. You I hope that he fucking steals the show. Like yeah. I'm hoping that he outshines Brie Larson and Iman Vellani oh. and all these other bitches. Like I want him oh to be. Oh my god! Like <laughs> that is wow. That's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right. So that was your number six. That's right. All right. My number six. 
uh, comes from a dynamic writing duo, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Have you heard of them? And that is Air (laughs) Jordan. How do you like them apples? uh, The movie follows the history of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in its pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of sports, Michael Jordan. So I think (laughs) I'm excited because I'm a big basketball fan. Uh, obviously these guys are very into sports, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Um, the, the creation of Nike and the history of Nike is really fun to like check out just because they were a nothing company before Michael. Uh, like it was all about Converse and Reebok before they showed up. And even Adidas, like Nike was not on the map, not the way you know them now. And it was because of the signing of Michael Jordan and what they did with the promotion and marketing of his shoes that really put Nike as like an actual front runner in the shoe game. Like it, it's it's a very interesting story. So to see it uh, dramatized in a movie, I think would be pretty interesting. So and so it's a biopic. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a bio, it's a biopic. And Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are a very good writing team together and i like when right. they pair yeah. up so yeah the last thing they did together was the last duel we really like that movie <laughs> even though yes. almost no one saw it yeah almost no one saw it and that was a whole nother that was a whole nother thing <laughs> that Ridley Scott nother blaming thing. Yeah. us millennials for not going to see it we saw your movie ridley remember when we saw the way back with ben affleck sad affleck yes yes and that was actually a really good movie yeah i remember that do you was think the that's last when movie he, we do you saw think that's when the they started writing? Struck. True. That was like the yeah. last movie before everything shut down, the world shut down. Yeah. Um, do you think that's when they started writing it, like way back? Maybe. That could be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited though. I'm excited that's, for that. I'm mildly excited. I'm not gotcha. I don't know. I'm never really, really excited about biopics. I know. I, I don't blame you. It's not my thing. Anyway. Gotcha. All right, so what is your number five? Five, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Huh, interesting. Yeah. That this is your number five. It is my number five. I, for some reason, have held the Hunger Games series in very high regard. You have. And I appreciate that it's one of the near-perfect, like, book to movie franchises that there is and i'm excited to see francis lawrence come back and direct Mm. another hunger games movie yeah he is back for it he is back for it and rachel zegler is headlining viola davis is in the movie and so is peter dinglage so i'm already like yo yo that is true that is true Mm-hmm. So, so I'm excited to see that. Okay, so I when I saw that that they were remaking it, and Rachel Zegler was going to be the lead, I just thought it felt like they were just trying to rehash a franchise that felt dead already. Like it felt like there was nothing else to do with it. But what's nice is that this is also based on a book. Like, yeah. this is a real book that yeah, Suzanne so they Collins have published. Yeah, it's not like, 
Fantastic Beasts, which was not like an entire well thought out <laughs> novel. Um, shade to Fantastic Beasts. But anyway. <laughs> just catching strays. Just catching strays. But I'm excited. I truly am. I wonder if it'll sink or swim. It's, oh, man. I don't know. Yeah. That's we'll going to be tough. We're, that's going to be tough. Okay. Uh, so that was your number five. Uh, here is where my predicament lies is that the next five movies, like I could make a case for all of them being like the, my most anticipated. So just putting I hate them when that in an order, it sucks. But I'll just put this one at number five, but just know that I'm really excited about this one. Tom Cruise, baby! <laughs> Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Wait, that's five for you? That is number five for me. Yeah. It, it's going to be tough for me. Shocking. Um, but you know how much I love the Mission Impossible franchise. You yes. know how much I love yes. Fallout. I know. Um, you and- loved Fallout. The year that Fallout came out, I was the only holdout that was like, I'm not putting that on my top ten I, list. Yeah, and I'm just like, come You guys on, are like Jessica. mad at me. You guys come are like, on, come Jessica. on. <laughs> yeah, like, you know it was good. Come on. Uh, anyway, so uh, this movie uh, comes out in July. Um, the log line for the movie is only the seventh entry in the long running Mission Impossible series. That's the that's how that's they, all you need. That's all, all you need. need. Uh, what you could say is like plutonium is out there again. He's been <laughs> disavowed by the Americans, and now he has to clear his name. He's going to space. Period. He's going to space. But we have new people being added. So we got returning people from from Fallout. Uh, but then we also have um, Haley Atwell has joined the crew. Yes, aren't uh, they dating, or am I incorrect? In I'm sorry, who? Uh, I there was at least a rumor going around that Haley Atwell was dating Cruz. What? Are you okay, nah, dude? I, I have <laughs> Look not it up. heard this. Look it what? up. <laughs> okay. Uh, besides Haley Atwell, we have uh, Palm uh, Clementife has also joined the cast. Uh, she's Bantus in the Guardians movies. Yeah. But it looks like she's going to be a villain here. And yeah. from the trailer, it looks really Very cool. cool. Uh, Carrie Ellis. Oh, get out. Cast. Yeah. Carrie Ellis get is in out. the cast. And then uh, some Hispanic flavor, uh, Esai Morales, who, if, if you grew up like in the 90s, like, this is a guy that you know for sure you've seen him before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So, uh, some nice additions to the cast. I'm excited yep. uh, for this. And we'll see how it goes. But believe me, I, I'm ready to go. Bring it now. My favorite thing you said on, like, I think it was the last episode. You were like, good luck taking that off my top ten for 2023. For 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited for that. So that's my number five, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. But uh, all right, Jessica, what is your number four? four? Barbie. Barbie. I love Barbie. I love that trailer. I love this cast. So I have and... Barbie at number four as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. What did you, why are you excited about Barbie? Okay, so the cast is insane. It is insane. Uh, that's number one. Number two, this is a movie directed by Greta Gerwig. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Like, she has been a great director so far in her young career. As soon as she got out of Mumblecore, I was like, I think I love Greta Gerwig. 
<laughs> she co-wrote it with Noah Baumbach. So you got a powerhouse couple writing this movie together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cast. Great casting. Obviously, Margot Robbie. Okay, let me t- step back. Do you remember when this movie was originally going to star Amy Schumer? No. Yes. No. Yes. When was this? This was in its original inception of the movie. Uh, Amy Schumer signed on in everything. And then something you know happened. That this sounds familiar. They, they took her off the project or she left or something. But I guess I think they were trying to do, from what I've heard, I, I don't know fully everything, but they were trying to, uh, the beauty standards of Barbie are unrealistic and all this and that and that. Thank God. They got a literal Barbie. Margot Robbie Margot is a Barbie. Robbie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And then they got one of her like Hollywood twins, Emma McKay, McKee, <laughs> or, you know, Emma Mackie, however you say her last name. Like one of her Hollywood twins is in this movie. So they're going to be playing off of that. Uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken. I mean, that's a pretty Come good. Come on. That's Come pretty on. good. That's spot then, on casting. And then Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Yes. Oh, man. And then on top of that, you got Will Ferrell in there as well. So you know there's going to be comedic elements to it. So, yeah, I'm just excited. And uh, the trailer calling on 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, it's brilliant. Was just brilliant. <laughs> brilliant use of marketing. Great stuff to kick us off. So that is my number four, Barbie. Mm-hmm. That's your number four as well. Yes, it is. My number three, The Little Mermaid. Don't have this on my list. Don't have this on your list at no. all. Wow. No. Okay. So Little Mermaid, and it's simply because I love the music and I want to see how it turns out. Like maybe it's good. It's coming out in May. Director Rob Marshall, good director. Uh, the only caveat to like this is I don't like Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I don't agree with that casting, but everybody else seems perfect you have david diggs as sebastian um hallie bailey as ariel i think simone ashley playing a character called india mm. simone ashley from bridgerton okay i've never yeah. watched bridgerton so i would oh, not be able up. to tell you okay and then jacob tremblay as flounder <laughs> mm. so i don't know i think the trailer kind of sold it a little bit to me Right. Or how it looks and how like the CGI and stuff will be. And of course, how Halle Bailey's vocals are. So I'm just hoping for the best Mm -hmm. for it. I am a notorious Disney live action hater. Me too. I don't think they're good is the problem. I think they're trash. So Um, I can count on like maybe three fingers, which ones I like the most. And the rest, I like just want to bury them deep in the ground. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, so Alan Menken is back, but he's yeah. alongside Lin Manuel Miranda. I know. I is know. this where Lin finally gets his Oscar for best like original song? Because you know there's going to be an original song. Of course, there's going to be a brand new song. Yeah. So, do you think movie? we'll finally have him get his egot? Probably not. No. Right. No. Something's going to happen. Another song's going to come out of nowhere. Listen to me. If Barbie has anything to say about it, or Dune. Funny enough that you say Dune. Or how about, uh? well, you know what? Now that we're you say have, Dune. We're going to have the same top two, aren't we? 
Number three, Dune Part okay. Two. My Dune Part Two is my number two. Okay. So, so we're we like get, neck and neck let's, here. Let's talk about them. All right. Uh, so when it comes to Dune, I, I really love Dune. And here here's the thing about the first original Dune. It's a movie that watched it, really liked it, watched it again, and I really loved it. Yes. Yes. And it grows on you. Mm-hmm. I love the pacing of that movie because it, it – really wants you to sit in that world right and follow paul on his journey Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. it doesn't give you all the answers right away and it's because you know there's going to be another movie coming out they they made that clear when that title sequence (laughs) dune part one yeah so like so it's not going to feed you everything right away uh so i was it's really accessible and i think it it like it's very easy to understand if you watch the original dune it's not quite that easy to understand no, it's not. Let alone for those who have wa- uh, read the book. Oof. The book <laughs> That's like a whole separate a like issue. <laughs> yes. It really is. And, you know, Denis Villeneuve, he's just an incredible director. I just love the look of it. Yeah. I think the casting is impressive. Yes. So not just the casting from part one. No, but no then the casting in part what two. They, what they've yeah. added to it, they've added... Uh, Christopher Walken. They've asked Austin Butler. Yeah. And then Flo. my girl. Miss Flo. Florence Pugh. Like, like fantastic cast. Amazing. I am excited. Yeah. For this cast. I'm excited for this movie. So I, I'm just, I'm ready for it. Honestly, uh, th- this was a 2021 movie, Dune, part, part one. Looking back at it, are you going to change probably, the... That probably oh should have won Best Picture, right? Uh, What were the other Coda contenders? Won. Oh, but Coda. And Power of the Dog. And oh, get the fuck I out of Power like of the Dog. I feel like Dune was the best of the crop of Best Picture Well, the winners. thing is, it's Coda's so good, epic. Don't get me. It's exactly. so epic. It really is. And the scale of it. And the, the story. Yeah. I mean, it's just the best of like every category it feels like like best sound mixing best uh effects best you production know, design production design like it wins like all the technical categories all the balloon line <laughs> categories. <laughs> and then if you think of director and you think of the finished product you're like this is a fucking fantastic picture it really is but and I so, love Coda. I think Coda, like, really for the good. groundbreakingness of it. Yeah, you're right. Like, I have to and, give it to Coda. And it's so beautiful. That movie I was happy that well. it won. Me too. Yeah, I was happy that it won. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, given Well, I think we now we can kind of look at the impact that the movie has had yeah. on the zeitgeist, which is yeah. like a whole different thing. Like, the Oscars often get it wrong yes, when it do. comes to the lasting legacy of certain movies within the best picture category and they always choose the wrong one. Uh, is Coda going to live on in the same way that like Dune will? I I it's don't the, know. Don't that I don't a couple of so, years removed, I'm like no, right. probably not. Probably not. Um I will say Bill Simmons of of The Ringer has his own podcast. He always like is the guy that says we shouldn't be having the Oscars for movies until like 5 years later. I agree with that. Because like, that's where you can f- f- sit with a movie. Yes. And you can finally say, you know what? 
this was indeed the movie that made the lasting impact that that really resonates that makes a difference in hollywood you know so right so i would say that's not a bad idea i don't think they would ever do that like they would five never years later, do that but, <laughs> but still I, I i still i can't wait to see dune you can't wait to see dune yeah uh that was my number three your number two so my What's number your two, two uh, i had to include my boy my favorite director oh. Come on. You know it. It's Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer follows Summer. Physicist Summer movie. J. Robert Oppenheimer as he works with a team of scientists during the Manhattan Project leading to the development of the atomic bomb. You know I love Nolan. You know he was going to be on this list. And it goes right head to head with Barbie on the same weekend. Yeah. July 21st. That's going to be a fun weekend to go to the movies. Bro. <laughs> Yo, that's going to be a fun, fun time at the movies. Uh, so. This... I almost want to run like a poll and do it like a tick. Like go to a movie theater and just be like, what are you here to see? And right, do like the, one of those weekend. TikTok. Like... <laughs> yeah. What movie are you here to say? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that would Oppenheimer. Be... Oppenheimer. Barbie. 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 One of my favorite memes is like. Uh, people taking pictures of like dudes like in like suits and like really rugged and it's just like two tickets to Barbie you know, <laughs> on July 21st. Um, but we mentioned earlier the Wes Anderson movie it had a stat cast. Yeah, this Oppenheimer. Movie, uh, all right. Killian Murphy plays Robert Oppenheimer. But listen to the rest of this cast. OK, I'm listening. Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh. Gary Oldman, Josh Hartnett, Jack Quaid. Josh Hartnett? Yes, Josh Hartnett. (laughs) Jack Quaid, Kenneth Branagh, Rami Malek, Alex Wolfe, Casey Affleck, uh, Matthew Modine, uh, James Darcy. And I'm not even close to being done. Like, there's still so many other people. Josh Peck is in here, and he's not even listed here. Josh Peck. Oh, my gosh. That guy that's ever been in Hollywood is in this movie. Uh, so well, here's the thing. All number the Aaron one, Reich. Number one, I know where the budget went, and it was to that cast. Yes. <laughs> number two, if Nolan is casting for a movie and you have no idea what it's about, I'm showing up to that fucking casting. Yeah, of I'm gonna course try you and are. get into the Nolan movie. Are you joking? Yes. Are you joking? David Crumholtz. <laughs> Who we know from 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. He's in this movie. It's like he went back into like the late 90s, knew that we were going to watch this. It's like, let me appeal to the people who were like into 10 Things I Hate About You uh, and Pearl Harbor. Well, Josh Josh Hartnett, really. I mean, Josh Peck. Come on. Like all these names. So I'm really excited because the cast is crazy. Obviously, I love Nolan movies. Um, we'll see what kind of craziness he does with time or... Ugh, who knows? <laughs> who, who knows? knows? Uh, you know how he is with time. All right. So that was buying number two. So that leads us to number one. I think we, I have, think the we have the same number one. one. We totally yep. do. We totally, totally do. do. And right, it's, it's because it is the sequel to what I believe is one of the best animated movies ever. Yeah. Um arguably the best movie of 2018 you can make an argument for it of course but that is 
the sequel is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Part one. <laughs> Part one. Well, they they retitled the movie now, so it's oh like, they did okay. So it's Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and then the third one is going to be, I believe, Beyond the Spider Verse. Oh, gotcha. If I if I heard that correctly. All right. So uh, this movie, we see the return of the same voice acting cast of the main core. So Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld. Even Brian Tyree Henry, Jefferson Davis, must be a flashback. But then we get the addition of Issa Rae as Spider-Woman. And we get Oscar Isaac. Yes. As Miguel O'Hara or as known as Spider-Man 2099. So. Oh, my gosh. I am excited. The trailer released, you know, around Christmas time. It's fire. It's it fire. fire. Oh, my God. I'm excited. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Uh, and this was a movie that got pushed back because it was supposed to be out already. This year? Well, last year, 2022. Yeah, October. It should. It was supposed to be out. Yeah. And they Damn. pushed it back, man. Well, I, I think they knew, you know what? This is too big. We need to put it out in the summer. I think they True. realized. Yeah. I mean, you know, they could have honestly dominated this past, like, Christmas holiday. Like, I know Avatar was out there. But I if Spider Man Across the Spider Verse was competing against Avatar, that uh, would have been I'm, a fun blockbuster like December. Yes. Because that would have been people a fight to death. Up. Yes. People would have shown up for Spider Man. People would have shown up for Spider Man. Yeah, man. Spider Man, because Spider Man is Spider Man. Like, uh, yeah. And this is like one of the best Spider Man there is. It, you can make a case the best Spider Man movie. That's another <laughs> argument. That's another <laughs> argument. That's another argument. All right, so so that's our most anticipated movies of 2023. Yeah. We're not going to be let down. They're all going to be perfect choices. All of them are going to be great. You always go with the more prestige directors, and I'm over here with, like, Cocaine Bear. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you have, like, no fun with it. What do you mean? What do yeah, you mean? I'm, I said what I said. What do you mean I don't have You're over fun here with, with Wes Anderson and Bradley Cooper and like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, I mean, I'm excited God. for what I'm excited about. I know, but still. Well, hold like, on, but you're like taking a swing with the Little Mermaid. You know their track I record. Am. I know their track. I always take swings. I mean, it is a swing, man. That's I a take swing. Uh, I'm just more shocked by the Marvel's pick. I, I don't think it's that's a Pox swing, but Jung. I just think that's. Yeah, I know. I it love just feels PSJ. like, yeah, that one's a surprise to me, but it's Park Sojun. I get it. It's Park Sojun. So, <laughs> all right. So on this episode, we went over our resolutions for 2023, and we went over what we're most anticipating for 2023. Obviously, right. this is not a fully complete list because we don't know what else is coming down the road. These are just the movies that we know for sure are coming down. They have dates, or at least they've been announced for 2023. Uh, so we'll see what happens when we check in halfway through the year. Yeah, when we the do our review. mid-year review. Like, hey, how's 2023 happening? What's going yeah. on? By that time, Spider-Man will be out in the world. A lot of world. summer movies will already be out. Uh, yeah, but not the big ones. Not Barbie. Not Oppenheimer. Uh, I, not even Dead Reckoning will be out yet by our mid-year review. So, uh, so we'll see we'll where see. how the first half of the year is, and get excited, people, because it's a new movie <laughs> year. Excited. It's a new movie year, 
And if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for checking us out, uh, checking out what we're anticipating for. If you have movies that we didn't mention, go ahead and let us know on social media. We're at Always Critic Pod. Once again, that's at Always Critic Pod. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can find us on all of them. If you're a fan, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of them. Give us five-star reviews on whichever service you're on. Give us some five-star reviews. And finally, if you've done all of that, go ahead and consider becoming a patron. Uh, It's a great way to get involved with our show, show some support. Check us out on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. And that puts a wrap on this episode. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast. (laughs) 